0: Turning your Bibles to the Book of Isaiah, chapter seven, kind of a prophetic text, especially verse fourteen, chapter nine, because it reveals the sign of our Savior and the birth of our Savior, the Messiah, Yeshua Jesus. But we're going to approach it from the theme of climbing higher, climbing higher over the last several weeks we've been talking about finding strength and where we find strength. Obviously in the Lord. Drawing closer to the Lord. A few weeks ago resting fully. But today climbing higher. It reads in verse 1. It came to pass in the days of Ahaz the son of Jotham. The son of Uzzah king of Judah. That reason the king of Assyria and Pekah the son of Remaliah king of Israel went up toward Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told, the house of David, saying, Syria is confederate, or literally in league with Ephraim, and Ahaz's heart was moved, and the heart of his people as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. Then the Lord said unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Isaiah, you and Sheregeset, thy son, at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool in the highway of Fuller's Field. And say unto him, Take heed, be quiet, fear not, neither be faint-hearted, because the two stubs of these smoking firebrands for the fierce anger of reason with Syria and of the son of Remaliah, because Syria... Ephraim and the son of Remaliah have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, Let us go up to Judah and trouble it, and let us breach the wall therein for us, and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tebael. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass, for the head of Syria is Damascus. And the head of Damascus is reason. And within threescore and five years. Shall Ephraim be shattered. Broken. That it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is Rimelein's son. If you will not believe. If you will not believe. Surely you shall not be established. If you won't believe you will not be established may the lord add his blessing to the reading of his word talking about climbing higher uh, today it is the natural response when water rises to do what climb higher seek higher ground when they forecast a hurricane and they narrow in on the cone and they say the cone of this thing is going to hit at this point and this point What do most of the people, especially those people on the beach do, on the beach side do? They go inland. They're looking for higher ground, baby. They're looking for a place of refuge. They're looking for a place of safety. They are climbing uh, higher. Over the last several years, I don't know if you have noticed this, but we have a natural phenomenon in the sense of these flash floods. We're having flash floods all over the country. West Virginia just had another one this past weekend that destroyed like three counties. You have this strange event, weather event, where it rains in about, I don't know, 10 hours, 15, 20 hours, almost an inch an hour. Folks, you don't have to tell them people what to do. What do they do? They seek higher ground. They seek higher ground. It is a natural response to seek higher ground when the waters rise. I love it going to the beach and see a little kid for the first time as he learns to deal with the tide. He's standing there on the beach. Maybe he's three years old, two years old or something like that. He's a little toddler or she's a little toddler. And when they see that wave, they see that water come to them. What do they do? Do they just stand there and watch it roll over their feet? No, they turn and they run. They run from it. Why? Because we have a natural instinct to climb higher when the waters rise. Mm -hmm. Brethren, I say to you this morning, the Spirit of God, I believe, is speaking to us and saying to us, if we can do that naturally, why can't we do that spiritually? Mm -hmm. When the storms of this life come into us and come against us and the storm waters rise and all of the struggles that go along with all of the storms that we are experiencing these days rise. Should we not be seeking higher ground? Should we not be seeking the spiritual and the moral high ground? Should we not climb higher? Yes. Absolutely. You know, the, this life is our classroom. And I hate to bring this up, but I must. Over the last few years, we have dealt with a thing called the pandemic in our season of life. Did we pursue the high ground during the pandemic? Or did we allow the fear and the anxiety and the stress of that to creep into our lives and cause us a great deal of problems? When we have pandemics, when we have things of, uh, like that, should we not be seeking the spiritual high ground and looking for refuge in our Jesus? What about inflation? You hear a lot of talk about inflation. What about uh, economic downturns? Are we seeking the spiritual high ground? What about the moral and the spiritual destruction of our society as we used to know it? We see it happening right before our eyes. Are we pursuing the spiritual high ground? Are we part of the solution or are we part of the problem? And the weakness of our own undisciplined flesh. When temptations come against us. When we face struggles, are we pursuing that spiritual high ground? You say, what is the spiritual high ground? The spiritual high ground is being fully committed to Christ. Being fully committed to Christ. Another part of that is trusting the Lord in everything. Are you trusting the Lord in everything? And the third thing I would say is being active in church, being active in worship, being active in prayer, being active in giving and serving. You cannot experience the fullness of Christ's blessing and the release of the Holy Spirit in your life and experience the fruit of the Spirit if you are not climbing higher and being committed to the expression of our faith as it's revealed in the Scripture. Amen. Amen? So I ask you this morning, are you climbing higher? Are you pursuing the spiritual and the moral high ground? This text is about what happens when you do not pursue the spiritual and the moral high ground. Here's the first thing that happens. You give in to temptation. Say that with me. You give in to temptation. I want you to listen. Ahaz, he's a bad king in Judah. Ahaz the king in verse 1 it came to pass in the days of Ahaz and then we've got reason the king of Syria and Pekah the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel goes up to Jerusalem and goes against him in verse 1 but they could not prevail and then it was told the house of David and Ahaz saying Syria is in league has formed an alliance with Ephraim and his heart was moved And the heart of the people as the trees of the wood moved with the wind. That word moved means to waver in the Hebrew, to reel, to move to and fro. And then the scripture gives us a beautiful word picture here. He says, The heart of Ahaz and the heart of Judah, the people of God, were moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. Well, what's going on there? They're upset. They are tempted to fear, and it looks like they've pretty much given in to that fear. They're, they got the Elvis thing going on. They're all shook up. <laughs> That's right. They're all shook up. they got the jailhouse rock going in the negative. They're upset about the possibility of what could happen here. And they give in to the temptation to fear. Verse 4 makes it very clear that they did. They failed to climb higher in this negative situation. They failed to pursue the high ground. What could they have done? They could have called on the name of the Lord God. They could have called a prayer meeting. They could have put on sackcloth and ashes. They could have sent for the prophet of God to intervene for them and pray to God and ask God to save them. But they didn't do any of these things. They didn't do any of these things. They gave in to the temptation to fear. They allowed their fear to rock them back and forth, uh, back and forth like the trees swaying in the wind. They were unstable. They gave in. temptation now they could have done Ahaz could have done what his son Hezekiah did 30 years later at this same spot he called the prayer meeting. he put on sackcloth and ashes He called on everybody to gather with him at the house of God. And they called on the name of the Lord. And they also sent for the prophet Isaiah to come. And God performed the mightiest of miracles that you read about in the scriptures. But if you're not careful, when the storm waters rise and come against you, you will give in to what you see and what you hear rather than trusting God and asking God to deliver you. Amen? So if you don't climb higher, you're going to give in to temptation. Who is this guy here? Everybody in the world knows this guy. Who is this guy here? Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is the face of the pandemic. He is the pandemic Expert. He is the COVID expert. And what did everybody do? They listened to human reasoning. They listened to. And I understand there is some some wisdom in some of the things he had to say. But now we're finding out he's not really that much of an expert. That's right. We're finding out that he had some personal interest in this himself. (laughs) And that he covered some things up? Potentially. It looks that way anyway. Mm -hmm. Did we need to wreck our economy, as they said, and shut everything down for a year or two? No. Did we need to ruin the futures of many of our children and our young people, education? No. We didn't need to do those things. What happened is, is we gave in to the temptation to fear. And we listen too much to this man, Amen. Amen. who was not a man of God. That's right. More yes. a man of science. What would listen during that time? It would have been wonderful if just one of our spiritual, leaders, our, our our physical leaders, our government leaders, would have come out and said, "I believe we need to be seeking God. Amen. I believe we need to call for a prayer meeting." I believe we need to engage the pastors across this ch- uh, country and the people of God and ask them to be prayed so that we can get through this. But they didn't do that, did they? But we were having prayer meetings, wasn't we? Amen. We were praying. Yep. But here's the thing. If you don't climb higher, if you don't seek the spiritual high ground and the refuge that only God can give, you know what you do? You give in to temptation. And you find yourself in no man's land. Amen. Amen. Here's something else that we do you ignore the message, you ignore what God says, you ignore what the word of God has to say. In verse 3, then said the Lord unto Isaac, Go forth now to meet Ahaz and his son, Sherecheseb, which means the remnant will return. Very prophetic. At the end of the aqueduct at the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field. Apparently, Ahaz went to check on the water supply. And say unto him, take heed and be quiet, fear not, neither be faint hearted. Because these two stubs, these two guys that you're worried about, they basically are going to come to nothing. Their plan was in verse 6, let's go up against Judah to trouble it. And make a breach in the wall, and set a king in the midst, even the son of Tobel. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall stand, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Amen. So what was the message that God sent to him? Thus saith the Lord God, double positive, it shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. Is that not the word that you want to hear in a crisis? When you're afraid of two kings that's on the outside of your city that's come together in a light, and you've heard that they're going to come against you, is this not what you want to hear? Absolutely. This is what you want to hear. But Ahaz had given in to the fear of temptation, and he was in a crisis. And he was gripped by distraction. He was gripped by anxiety. He was gripped by fear. In verse 4, he says, Take heed. Don't allow yourself basically to be distracted. Be careful that you don't do something stupid here and make a bad decision and a fleshly decision. Don't allow yourself to be distracted by what you see and what you hear out there. And then he was gripped by anxiety. Verse 4, he says to be quiet. Literally in Hebrew, be calm. Settle yourself down. Get your spiritual wheels under you. Let's make a good decision here. And then don't be faint hearted. Don't be upset about these two stubs of smoke and firewood that's going to be consumed very soon and they're going to be gone. I know that they got a plan to come and breach the wall. I know they have a plan to dispose you and put a puppet governor on your kingship, on your seat. But the Lord God has spoken and it shall not come to pass. It shall not stand. What better word could you hear in a situation like this? When you study the background of this and you study the Kings and the Chronicles, you discover that he did not listen to the truth of God and the word of God. He didn't listen to God's prophet. What was going on here is, is the king of Assyria, tiglia was going south and he was gobbling up all these little nations. And the smaller nations were getting together. Syria was getting together with Ephraim, literally Israel. And they wanted Ahaz to get together with them to hold off the king of Assyria coming against them. He gets a word that God is going to take care of this. It ain't going to happen. You're going to be good. And these two other nations want Ahaz to form an alliance with him, but he wouldn't do it. You know who he formed an alliance with? The king of Assyria. He went with the big dog. He's playing power politics. Does that sound familiar? He went with the king of Assyria. He sent him his gold and his silver. He says, I am your servant. Come down here and help me deal with these people. God said, I'm going to deal with this. And you know what he did? He wasted his gold and his silver. He trusted in what he could do. He said, I can take care of this by myself. So he sends his gold. Sends his silver. And says come and help me. And here he has Isaiah. The prophet of God. Right on his doorstep. Speaking to him. Telling him. Hey it's okay. God's got the same. And what did he do? He ignored the truth of God. He ignored the message of God. And the messenger of God. And said. I can do this myself. And he did. Any of y'all remember this book? This is my oldest boy's favorite book or one of his favorite books when he was a little kid. I can do it myself. (laughs) I can put on my socks myself. I can put on my pants myself. I can put on my shirt myself. I can put on my shoes and tie my shoes myself. And that's good as far as that goes. But as you grow grow older, you suddenly discover that you can't do everything by yourself. That you need the help of others. And when you get down the road and you begin to understand spiritual things, and you begin to understand that God loves you and sent His Son for you, you begin to understand that you cannot save yourself. For by grace are you saved by faith. And not of yourself. It is the gift of God and not of works. Lest any man should boast. We can't save ourselves. We've got to have the help of God. We've got to have a Savior. And His name is Jesus. I can't even sanctify myself. I've got to have the power of God working in my surrendered flesh. to change To change my life. To change my behavior. Jesus said, I am divine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same, bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Amen. Got to have Christ releasing in our life. We got to walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It takes the power of God working in us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And as we face many of the crises that we face in life, It's a foolish thing to say, hey, I can get through this by myself. We need God's help. We need Christ to be near. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We've got to have the help of God in our life. We've got to be walking with Christ. When we face crisis, we need to be pursuing the spiritual high ground. We need to be climbing higher because if you do not trust Him as your refuge and climb higher, you will give in to temptation. Amen. You will ignore the Word of God to you and to your benefit of your soul. Amen? There's something else they fail to do. You will fail to believe. You will fail to believe God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to believe Him. He wants you to believe His Word and release the power of His Word in your life. But not Ahaz. Verse 7 says, Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass, for the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is reason, and within three score and five years shall Ephraim be broken and shattered. That won't even be a people. In the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is Rimali's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. We've got to believe God. He needed to believe God. And everything that he needed and everything he really wanted, if he had time to sit down and think about this, Was right there before him. But he failed to believe God. He wouldn't climb higher. He wouldn't take the high road. He wouldn't pursue the spiritual high ground. The Amplified Bible brings out all the nuances for the most part of the Hebrew here. It's really good. If you will not believe and trust in and rely on God and the words of God's prophet instead of Assyria... Surely you will not be established, nor will you last. Amen. The word established means to be supported, to be faithful, to be firm, to be founded, to be stable. Is that not what you want in the middle of a crisis? Yes. God. Is that, what is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with us? Do we not want to be supported by God? Do we not want to be faithful in a time of crisis? Do we not want to be firm? Do we not want to be founded upon a rock and established? Do we not want to be stable? Yes! Everything he wanted right here. And yet somehow he could not bring himself to believe. Why? Why? Because he refused to take the spiritual high He refused to climb higher. It's a whole lot easier to coast, baby. <laughs> Anybody can go downhill. You can fall downhill. You can roll downhill. You can scoop downhill. But to go uphill, you got to climb. Got to have the help of God to climb. Amen. Got to climb. Oh my goodness, this is so challenging. Everything that we need to climb higher is given to us in Christ. I've been given everything for life and godliness, Peter says. I am more than a conqueror, Paul says. Been given it. Are we releasing the power of Christ in our lives by believing In his word. And believing in our provisions. Oh my goodness. And I'm going to tell you what. This is absolutely flabbergasting right here. In verse 10. He comes to this faithless man. Listen. In the history of the kings. Ahaz is listed as a godless. Worthless. Faithless king. That's his legacy. Other than giving birth to Hezekiah. Godless, faithless king. Given to the culture around him and to the gods around him. He's shameful. But I want you to listen to the heart of God now speaking to him. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Ahaz again saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God, either in the depth or in heaven above. He tried to encourage his faith. Ask God for a sign, as high as the heaven or as low as the gate of heaven. Ask for a sign. And Ahaz just could not bring himself to do it. He just couldn't do it. Faithless. He's got all pious and spiritual. He says, I'm not going to ask God for a sign. I'm not going to test the Lord. Yeah. And then the prophet rebukes him and says, It is a small thing for you to weary men but will you weary my God also? Come on, man, believe. Ask for something. Ask for a sign. And he will not do it. And then out in the middle, out of nowhere, comes this word of prophecy here. Therefore the Lord himself, verse 14, shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. In the middle of this godliness, in the middle of this faithlessness, in the middle of this spiritual darkness, in the middle of this crisis, here is God injecting himself into that situation. So I don't care if you don't believe, you don't see, you're not able to respond, I'm going to take care of my people. Now here's what Matthew said about this verse. In the New Testament. Behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which is translated what? God God with us. You may not be able to see God. You may not be able to believe. But God is right in the middle of this. That's what he's saying. God is right in the middle of this. And I will see my remnant through. There is a partial fulfillment and a later fulfillment to this verse. The later fulfillment is Christ. Verse, or chapter 9 tells us about the birth of Christ. This is the sign of Christ here. And the background reveals that Isaiah himself, his wife, had died and he married again. And he married a virgin. She conceived. And bore him a son, a second son. And before that boy knew the difference between right and wrong, evil and righteousness like the word says. Those two kings that Ahaz and his people were scared to death of had been wiped from the land. Verse 16. Now listen to what chapter 8 and verse 18 says about Isaiah and his children. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwell in Mount Zion. They wouldn't listen to him. He gave them signs to his children. Sure Jessup means the remnant shall return. And the second boys, God, he is with us. In this crisis, in spiritual darkness, faithlessness, God says, I am right in the middle of this. God with us. Amen. 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 Sometimes we look around and say, where is God? He is with us. Where is God in all of this? Where is God in all of this downturn and all the things that's happening to our country? God is with us. And He will minister and be faithful to His remnant people. Amen? Amen. But we got to climb higher, folks. Is the storm clouds gathering again? Are we getting ready to face some more stuff? Is not more stuff coming prophetically and otherwise economically and for this nation? Folks... We, we could solve a lot of the problems in our country ourselves as they had just let us. Yeah. Our leaders have gone nuts. Yep. Hey, shut the border down. Let not take care of that for a while. Figure it out. That's right. We just can't seem to do that, can we? Mm-hmm. Can't seem to do it. During these days, we need to be climbing higher. That's right. Got to be climbing higher. Are you ready for what's coming? Now, remember, if we don't climb higher, we give in to the temptation, especially the temptation to fear. We ignore what God is saying to us and what God is trying to do in our life. And we fail to believe. How do we climb higher as the people of God? Man, we need to be fully committed to Christ. I ask you, are you fully committed to Christ? You know, I went to church for a long time before I ever got fully committed to Christ. That's right. I went to church for years before I got fully committed to Christ. I was living living my way. I did the things I wanted to do. You know how I prepared for Sunday worship on Saturday? Man, I sat up late and watched TV. Or I was at the drag strip come rolling in at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Then I went to church the next day and... At some point, you're going to have to make a decision to climb higher. You're going to have to give up some of that stuff for spending time with Him and preparing your heart and your spirit to receive from Him. got to climb higher. I can't make that decision for you. I wish I could. I'd have you all down here at the altar. You'd make that. You'd be committed. But you have to do that yourself we got to trust the Lord in everything. You say, well, if I have surgery, I, I pray about it and trust the Lord. Honey, you need to pray and trust the Lord before you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, I pray when I go on a long trip, honey. I pray when I back out my driveway anymore. <laughs> and the older I get, the more I learn. I need to trust the Lord in everything. Amen. And I need to be active in church and worship in prayer and giving and service. These are the expressions of our faith. Amen. And if you don't do these consistently, psh, you can forget about climbing higher. True. You think, well, I'm saved. I'm saved. It's all you care about being. That's a good thing. But what about growing and maturing in the Lord and experiencing his fullness? I ain't got a spare tire, but there's any air in the tire. <laughs> a lot of people, when the crisis hit, it's Jesus people. Man, they don't have any juice. Don't have any power. Need to stay aired up. Amen. 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 That's what we need to do. We need to climb higher. So I'm challenging you today to climb higher. Because if you don't, there's going to be negative consequences. Let's bow before the Lord.